On October 28, 2022, Paul Pelosi, the husband of U.S. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, was attacked with a hammer during a home invasion at the couple's residence in San Francisco, California. Pelosi was seriously injured and underwent surgery for a fractured skull. The suspect, David DePape, said in statements to police that he was actually there for Nancy and that he planned on making an example of her. However, the MAGA disinformation machine went into effect and created a narrative that this was a tryst gone bad, and that's the version that spread across the internet with alarming speed. There was no evidence to support these claims, but that didn't stop them from trying to get out in front of what could be an extremely damaging story right before the 2022 midterm elections. I'm Griff Somke. And I'm Jay McKenzie. And this is the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. So let's go ahead and just jump right into this. I got some good advice at one point, and that was initial narratives are almost always wrong. Initial details are almost always sketchy. Yeah. And we should wait to rush to judgment that we're going to have multiple conflicting narratives of what happened. The details are going to be garbled. So all of a sudden deciding one side or the other is responsible for anything like this right off the bat is a really bad idea. So, okay, let's wait. We're getting just more specifics by the day and sometimes by the hour. It's hard to keep up with it all. So one, you've got the quote unquote wellness check, which, which is how it was reported at first. Right. I saw a lot of posts about, oh, well, who uh, said there needed to be a a wellness check or who called that in? Was it, it must've been somebody else who knew it must've been somebody else at the residence. And then there was the Politico reported that, an unknown person opened the door when the police got there. And that sort of unclear wording led the right to say, well, who's the unknown person? Who's, who else was in the, in the house? How many people were in the house? Were they having a, an orgy or something, an orgy, a gay sex party at three 30 in the morning. And then there's the, okay, well the cops said it or the cops saw it, but it's, it's San Francisco. All the cops, there are liberal and they just cover everything up. And, So now you just have to, one, the wellness check is is explained because the dispatcher couldn't hear everything clearly, wasn't entirely sure what was going on, but knew that something was wrong and made that clear to police. The Mm -hmm. unknown person was either Paul Pelosi or his attacker, but in the chaos and I assume darkness of 3.30 in the morning, it wasn't entirely clear who opened the door and then the final thing is if you think the entire san francisco police department is liberal they're not because you've never heard of dan white (laughs) you know seriously i mean they have their share and have had their share of police officers who trend incredibly conservative i used to live in the bay area and while it does have that stereotype, there are also quite a few conservatives who live in the area. And you think if there was some massive cover-up and conspiracy here, that there wouldn't be cops that were leaking like a sieve to Fox News, right. to actual right. actual reputable reporters at Fox News or wherever that would pick this up in a heartbeat and report out what they were hearing. If there were any yeah. evidence of this, they would be all over it. So the right wouldn't have to sh- just spew this absolute unverified 
impossible mm-hmm. conspiracy nonsense. They would actually, even if they couldn't produce the evidence, if you're a a real reporter and you've got four cops that are willing to go off the record, you're going to write that story. And you think they can't find four right-leaning cops in San Francisco? Do you Do you really believe that? But yeah, you look through this indictment and it pretty much destroys everything the right was trying to sell about this attack right and they threw so much shit at the wall to try and see what would stick as a result of this and you know unfortunately a lot of it did unfortunately the details definitely caught fire and next thing you know we've got cat turd pushing it we've got donald trump jr talking about his halloween costume referencing some of the erroneous details that came out carrie lake on the campaign trail making a joke about it it's certainly gone from any sort of internet meme to politics now Mm -hmm. it's part of what the gop believes they think it's funny when they're political opponents their spouses and families are nearly murdered this is really a disturbing place to be in it is and i i think it's worth saying that they've done this before and we have every reason i think they'll do it again when there's Mm -hmm. a damaging story narrative piece of news comes out that makes them look bad or look responsible this this is the standard response but right it is rarely this obvious how untrue the things that they were saying turned out to be it's rarely this clear that they just made a bunch of stuff up if you read through this indictment and what DePape was trying to do here the MAGA wing of the GOP really just they convinced people that their their version was true and that they mm-hmm. had the, the alternate narrative that they put out was was factual and clearly we we know all the real details over here but it's it's rare that it is just completely debunked in this sort of fashion. There's usually a sliver of a little piece of truth that you can find in the things that they say. If you, if you really want to squint and you really want to try to justify it, there's normally some kind of detail they can latch onto. But I can't find anything here. And you see it when you read the indictment. You read a Mirandized and recorded interview of DePape by San Francisco Police Department officers. DePape provided the following information, and I'll just pick a few quotes here, but DePape stated that he was going to hold Nancy hostage, Nancy Pelosi hostage, and talk to her. If Nancy were to tell DePape the quote, truth he would let her go, and if she quote lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. In the course of the interview, DePape articulated that he viewed Nancy as the leader of the pack of lies told by the Democratic Party. He explained that by breaking Nancy's kneecaps, she would then have to be wheeled into Congress, which would show other members of Congress there were consequences to these actions. Right. Yeah. He wanted to send a message to the leader of the pack of the Democratic Party lies. But it's somehow bad to point out the political aspects of this. Uh-huh. We, we ha- only have to talk about he was just mentally unwell and we just can't have a serious discussion about, about mental health in this country as the, as the right-wing pivot turned this into. Right. And let's just leave aside the fact that not every person who is suffering and struggling with mental illness decides that 
they're going to go break Nancy Pelosi's kneecaps with a hammer to send a message. Just like in the case of Kanye West, maybe he is suffering from mental illness, but that doesn't immediately translate to anti-Semitism somehow, and it doesn't do anybody any favors to pretend that this is something that immediately comes with the territory here. The guy was obviously struggling. The guy was obviously suffering from some pretty serious demons, and he found a specific blend of propaganda that pushed certain buttons Mm -hmm. in his head that made him decide that this would be a good way to handle the situation, to save the children, to become a hero. And then when he gets caught, they basically call him a gay prostitute and pretend they've never heard of him. Of course. Of course. Wow. (laughs) That just... Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we can have a discussion about mental health, but also keep in mind that a mentally well person could read all of the things that this guy read and not come to the same conclusions. Right. We read a lot of the things that he read in a in a more critical way and not because we support it or believe it, because we want to understand it and and fight back and do something to stem the tide of this this growing sentiment that's taking over the country in a way a normal person could read this stuff and be Mm -hmm. fine or be relatively fine you might need to go outside for a while and get some sunlight or absolutely go (laughs) go pet a dog watch some cat videos on youtube go touch some grass absolutely it's not something that the person who is stereotypically in good mental shape is going to look at and then decide, wow, I need to go act on this. Right. But you're going to get guys like DePape who decide that this is the greatest idea. So yeah, somebody's let's, really got it. Right. Let's, so let's talk about mental health and mental wellness and helping people and all this, but let's also talk about why these narratives are appealing to people who are mentally unwell, because that's the part of the discussion that the right does not want to have, but it is absolutely what Mm -hmm. led to this event it's what led this guy to decide that he needed to break into nancy pelosi's home and kneecap her to send a message that just didn't spring on him one day because he happened to be mentally unwell it is a culmination of a lot of factors and being in rough shape mentally being in a bad place with his living situation or his job or lack thereof it doesn't happen overnight it takes time but Hey guys, why why are your narratives, why are your political narratives, which is what they are at this point, so appealing mm-hmm. to someone who is very obviously mentally unwell and they don't want to talk about that? No, no. And it, it almost leads one to the conclusion that one of the unintended side benefits for them about this narrative is that people in that state are going to pick it up and potentially go off and do something like this as a result of what they read. And when I'm reading through this guy's writings and I'm seeing Gamergate, I'm seeing Sam Hyde, I'm seeing all of this stuff, it really isn't a GOP versus Democrat issue at that point. This has very little to do with the GOP and more to do with, like I said, a very specific flavor of propaganda that's being pushed by a very specific group of people. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I don't think from our perspective, you and I at least, are trying to say this is every member of the GOP or that David DiPape is a stand-in 
for the GOP on any level. That is not no. how I feel about it. I mean, this is a mentally ill man who swallowed a bunch of propaganda from a bunch of people we've been telling you literally about for years mm-hmm. and then went off and pulled this. Well, and that's that's the thing. It's like they want to make this, oh, is he right wing? Is he left wing? And Irrelevant. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. I'm sorry people are only capable of looking at the situation in those frames, but it's not really relevant it's this guy who found an online conspiracy hive and dove right into it. Was he left wing when he did that? Yeah, probably. Probably I mean, was. His partner says he was. Who's pushing more of this crazy shit? Who's retweeting the QAnon memes? Is it Trump or is it Biden? And is it yeah. in its most simplistic form? That is really the the question. I mean, where's he getting the idea that Zelensky is letting this happen to Ukraine on purpose so the Jews can buy it up that he's putting in his blog? Where's he getting uh-huh. that? Is that is that the right wing or is that is that the kremlin right is that what's, what's the difference and that's the thing i mean at least from my perspective i'm operating on the assumption that there are still conservatives out there who haven't swallowed this oh yeah oh yeah and those are the conservatives we're talking to for the most part and we try not to patronize or talk down to anybody but if you haven't entirely swallowed that bullshit yet there's got to be a good reason why Because you've been marinating in it for a long time. Your entire ecosystem has turned into that. So think about this for a minute. Who is the one that's pushing the stuff that this guy has bought into? And there are some on the left who are doing it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not going to deny that that's happening and not going to deny that they don't have influence and, and viewers. And that isn't also making it worse. But the vast majority of this is being boosted by the right. We mm-hmm. shouldn't label it as a GOP specific thing. It is a MAGA GOP pro Trump kind of movement that's sometimes getting help from America's adversaries like Russia, China, Iran. But they do plenty of it on their own as well. Yeah, they don't need them. No, they don't mind the signal boost. It doesn't bother them when RT or, you know, China Daily or one of them picks it up. What they need is the local ecosystem that they've built they need this stuff to go on timcast they need this stuff to go on joe rogan they need this stuff to go on daily caller tucker carlson there are a lot of nodes to this ecosystem and they all tend to work very lockstep yeah they they need it to go on those other platforms but they need the people viewing it to not need an explainer Right. They need to build up this this ecosystem. So even if you haven't seen anything but Tucker this week, it's still filtered into your life. Either people at work are talking about it or maybe you're on an email chain or maybe it's on a podcast that you listen to. They want you to be up on the story. Yeah, they, they want it to filter into your life. If you turn a computer on, if you look on your phone, it's going to come mm-hmm. come at you so that when you do look at the more full-length version on Tucker or wherever you get your quote-unquote news from. You don't, you don't need the 5, 10, 15-minute explainer. Oh, you, you're already certain you know what the truth is. You're, you know, I got right. that on Twitter so many times that just it's been proven that this is mm-hmm. Paul Pelosi's gay lover. They were just so certain. And there may have been a point when, when I would get those sort of replies three, four, five years ago. It was almost always bots or trolls. And I don't think it is anymore. I, I think it no. is sometimes, but I think some, a, a good percentage of it are, are real people who really believe it. Yeah. And it's terrifying. Well, and it's that 
it's that idea of, oh, this is about mental illness. This is just about mental illness. Like, well, okay, do you think the people who mainlined QAnon aren't dealing with mental illness? Do you think they at least didn't have some sort of underlying cause that caused this to be yeah. a thing for them? I mean, people who are mentally well do not dive that far into the swamp that is QAnon and come out with some of those beliefs. If you are a mentally healthy person, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you don't do that. It just doesn't have that same appeal. No, and especially if you do it in a matter of months, which some people mm -hmm. did. They went from appearing fairly mm -hmm. normal and well-adjusted members of the human race to full-throated Democrats yeah. are drinking baby blood in months. I know of a person in this town who owns a yoga studio, of all things, who ended up on that same track, went from crystals and wellness and all the rest of it to the Proud Boys did nothing wrong inside of about three months. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're picking on a black Afro-Cuban man who is in charge of that, and that's why the Dems are the real racists, because, you know, Enrique Tarrios did nothing wrong. I, I've seen this, and it's frightening how once that pipeline... Once that propaganda kicks in, for some people, it's worse than crack. Yeah, it is. It is. They get hooked, and they start finding ways to get more of it and consume more of it And in a couple months. Like, you remember the woman that freaked out at Target? I remember that, yeah. Remember that from oh, a couple yeah. of years ago? Yeah. She freaked out at Target, had this complete meltdown, and she wrote an essay about it, actually, about three months after it happened, because she was going through a bad time in her life, and she was looking for something to try and figure out, and she discovered QAnon. And that was the rabbit hole, and she ends up going completely viral, like, three months later for yeah. a meltdown in public, and she wrote about that and talked about, like, this is where I was, this is what I did, I'm not trying to justify any of this, in fact, there's no justification for this, but I don't feel very good about any of that but this is what can happen yeah and what's scary is that people can change suddenly it can be maybe yeah a loved one dies or you lose your job or something dramatic in your life happens and then it's like a switch gets flipped and for whatever reason this stuff is suddenly just appealing to you and not only is it appealing to you it becomes everything because it you mm -hmm. you use it in place of the person you lost or the thing that you lost and it becomes like you said a drug it is like any other drug addiction it, it becomes it becomes your existence it becomes this all-consuming thing because you feel like you can control this and you feel like you can find an you answer can somehow make a difference and you can help do research and find the answers and save some children and Right. You're saving the kids. Maybe your personal life is falling apart and you're living in a car, but you're helping save the children. And who doesn't want to save the children? Who doesn't want to have less right. children being harmed? Right. It's absolutely admirable goal and everybody should want that. And you're not capable of much else at this point, but you're helping with that or so you think. Yeah. It's such a silly argument, but it's it's useful in deflection. Oh, he's he's not right wing. He's He's left wing. But it's also... What is the right's response every single time? It's always, oh, he's actually a communist. Every every one of these attackers that has been pro-Trump or vaguely right-wing, just any of them, right. it's every time it's always, no, he's not. He's not a Trump supporter. He's not real. There are no real Trump supporters, I guess. No true Trump supporter. One of the other things that this, this suspect had in his site, this was on the friendlyfriends.com, that he had registered. He had a quote from a guy by the name of Sam Hyde. 
who is of course he did of course he did known for his let's just say alt-right activism and that's where this guy's head was when he did all of this this is the kind of propaganda he was swallowing and for me that directly points it back to where this was all coming from because anybody who's spent time in some of the circles that you know we monitor knows exactly what that quote is and where that all came from he was swallowing a very specific flavor of propaganda here this isn't about right or left as he said himself in his blog gamergate was where it started for me so let's talk a little bit about gamergate it's probably been a while since you've heard it mentioned but in certain circles it is the seminal event that put some of these people, including Mr. DePape, on the path that they're on. So we thought it might be good to go over it a little bit, talk a little about what made it so important to those people. And if you know all this already, we're sorry. And we're really, really sorry. Yeah. And, and if you live through it, we're even more sorry. Absolutely. So what in the very broad strokes was Gamergate. Uh, it started out as an online sort of campaign about people upset that women were taking over the supposedly taking over the gaming industry and online gaming has been predominantly a a male controlled and oriented field uh, or at least it was until Gamergate era. I think the gaming world was starting to change and women were, were more involved and starting to be involved in game development and there were different types of games out there being created and so it was being marketed to a lot more diverse groups and people and young and old and all of this and the traditional gamer group of men, at least some of them, pushed back. And, and some of this criticism was, I think, either well-intentioned or at least respectful, but we saw the dark side of the internet come out. We saw trolls come out really in force for the first time behind a movement that ultimately became right-wing and started to identify with men's rights and started attacking what they called social justice warriors. And they took what may have been a valid argument and turned it into a smear campaign. You saw a lot of misogynists come out of the woodwork who hated women and wanted women out of the gaming world. And so it started with women who were writing critiques of video games. It moved on to more traditional journalists, but it became vile and it involved threats and doxing and just some of the worst behavior online. But we saw figures like Mike Cernovich and Milo Yiannopoulos, who were eventually big pro-Trump people, who were also closely associated with Roger Stone and, and the MAGA movement in, in 2016. They were very online, and that sort of trolling culture just sort of, it came out of Gamergate because I think they realized that the tactics that they used there worked. Mm -hmm. They made their voice heard and it was often a terrible voice that was fueled by misogyny. Gamergate fostered this idea in people that the marginal voices on the fringe could be heard. They couldn't be heard in the traditional sense of old media and 
the TV mm-hmm. news and all these ways that that normally people consumed their information and entertainment and all this. But I think some of the worst people online realized that being horrible and and getting together and targeting and attacking certain people, individual people could bring them results that they wanted. Horrible, horrible results, but but it worked. It was a means to that end. So it's it's one of those things. It, it's had its ups and downs and its inflection points. But I think for a lot of these people, it just it was one campaign to the next. And then I think eventually they they centered around Roger Stone and Donald Trump. And they said, hey, this can be a political mm-hmm. force. I think so much of what we see with right wing media now is is just a evolution and a terrible evolution that is post truth as we're as we're seeing with this attack and what's being spread and what's being claimed and it's Gamergate but they've got Bannon show and they've got Tim Pool's show they've got their quote unquote leftists they've mm-hmm. got their hard right types they've got their cat turds they're anonymous shit posting trolls they've they've grown all these people who amplify the same message so it's it's much bigger and much less fringe they really developed like you said their tactics for how do we get this message out not only that but how do we attack a target if we see somebody that yeah. needs to get got as it were how do we get that person how do we what can we do to intimidate that person to stop criticizing or stop writing what they're writing? Or passing the bills that they're passing or saying the mean things about Donald Trump mm-hmm. or trying to control their caucus. Yeah, the way that the the right has gone after Nancy Pelosi over the years, over the last several years, is not a whole lot different than the Gamergate crowd uh, would target, threaten, dox, journalists they didn't like mm-hmm. or female game developers critics whoever it was so it's it's a bigger scale but really it's the same thing and honestly in some cases uh it's the same people i think the most consistent attribute of these people is hating women yeah it's up there it's definitely the one thing that sort of ties the room together ties the various movements that they've put together together you know, the anti-Hillary stuff, the anti-Harris stuff in 2020, Gamergate. There's just so many examples. You could go on about it. And they've figured out how to weaponize that. You look at Gamergate, how a lot of what the women that were being harassed were saying about it in terms of the harassment that was happening, how they weren't believed, how they were mocked, how they yeah. were just told, ah, oh, you're not seeing it. They would just gaslight, gaslight. Mm-hmm. And now you're seeing it with the Paul Pelosi. Like, Let's just make fun of the guy for being attacked by one of our people, basically. And I think it really has to be said that a lot of the the hatred for Nancy Pelosi and Hillary Clinton and Kamala Harris, it's from misogynist. It's not like it, it's not just a political scheme to swift boat someone. It, it's right. people who are directing it maybe in some cases are are just political operatives, but You've got, I think, a level of vitriol at at Nancy Pelosi because she's a woman. They know what buttons they're pushing. Yeah. They know. She's from San Francisco. She's a Democrat. She's a woman. They know they know what they're doing. They're gonna get a response. They're gonna get support from 
whoever their people are regardless. But if it's a, a woman who's a Democrat in California and San Francisco, you just get more people who I think answer the call. And it, it tells you about who we're dealing with here, but it's it's the reality. And now we've got a guy who read all of that propaganda. We've got a guy who was very influenced by that. He said it himself, showing up at Nancy Pelosi's door to send a message to the rest of Congress. He wanted to kneecap her. And here we are. I think the one other thing I wanted to mention from the indictment was when DePape gave his interview with police, they, section D here, they said, DePape remembered thinking that there was no way the police were going to forget about the phone call. That's the, the phone call that Paul Pelosi made from his cell phone that was charging in the bathroom. They, uh, the indictment continued with DePape explained that he did not leave after Pelosi's call to 911 because, much like the American founding fathers with the British, he was fighting against tyranny without the option of surrender. DePape reiterated huh. this sentiment elsewhere in the interview. <laughs> Where'd he get that? <laughs> yeah. Where did he get that? I, I, don't, I don't think any left-wing media led him to that conclusion. I Right. I mean, I remember hearing them invoke 1776 before the January 6th insurrection, all the way back to the founding of the Tea Party. Yeah. You've got this narrative that they know their audience responds really well to, so they throw it out there. Mm -hmm. And people like DePape pick up on it because it tickles that particular part of their consciousness that is looking for that sort of stimulation at that point. Yeah, and, and like I said, you just it's really rare that you get it spelled out this clearly, but it's all there and mm -hmm. you can see the dots that you have to connect with this guy to how he got to this point. It's all it's all there. And he, he's saying right. it, he's admitting to it, and the right They would really rather not finish talking about this one. How did you put it the with the kayfabe? It would they would Revealing right. The business. Well, they, they're breaking kayfabe here at this point. They they got absolutely caught in the car drinking the beer. They had to come up with something. And what they came up with was such an inadvertent expose of the way their business works. Yeah. That is just, man, they, they went with what they went with. And I think from, I mean, I, I get why they did it because that's what they do. Right. This is their, their whole gig. But in retrospect, I think they would have been better off just saying, we're sorry this happened. This was a horrible tragedy. We hope they catch the guy rather than trying to make a narrative out of it. But I think they were convinced that it wasn't going to be this. I, I think partly because it's never been this obvious as far as I can remember. It's never been this laid out and not this quickly. But I think they've also... They've internalized so much of this that it didn't occur to them that, yeah, the things that we said directly led to the way this guy thought about the world. And somebody could go back and look at all the things that I've said and the comments that I've made and make a direct link. I just I think it is it is natural for them to deflect and push out these 
alternative narratives or push out this doubt narrative about, well, are you sure? And how can you know? And what is truth? What is truth? We don't, we don't really know what truth is. So let's not try too hard, but here's a picture of some underwear and a hammer and Don Jr. goes and makes a meme. But right. <laughs> I just, I think they, they don't expect consequences. They don't expect it to be revealed this way. I think they get away with it so much and don't have to suffer from it that they just figured, yeah, we'll find something. There's going to be something we can latch onto. Like I said, there, there will be that tiny sliver of possible potential truth that's lingering and we can hang on to that and we'll just go with that. Cause that's what we always do. But this time it's not there. It isn't. And they tried, they gave it a good shot. They did what they usually do. And for once, it broke, I'm going to say the right way. They were able to get the facts out relatively quickly to the point where the conspiracy theorists that spring up around these things had a much harder time getting their narrative to really catch steam outside of their own ecosystem. I mean, obviously the guys like Cat Turd are going to repeat it, but whatever. Those, those guys are basically paid propagandists at this point. They couldn't get the vast majority of the people who I think are still persuadable to go along with any of this. Yeah. Nobody, nobody would really put their name on anything. Mm -hmm. That's why Elon mm -hmm. Musk had to tweet <laughs> the fake news article from the author who may or may not exist because yeah. I, I saw some quote unquote, just asking questions, but it was very deliberate on the right to ask the question because Nobody wanted to make the statement. Nobody wanted to get sued and be the next Alex Jones. Mm -hmm. So you had you had some podcast episodes and interviews where they said, "Oh, this is this is weird and this doesn't add up and what's really going on here?" And it was mostly just, "Okay, let's talk about the rumors the right is spreading." But it I even saw Darren Beatty, who is normally just on top of the shit pile of misinformation disinformation out there and even he really hesitated to make any definitive statement because he said oh, well i need some time to really look into this and dig into this and surely he wanted to go out there and find his little nugget his little sliver of potential truth to to hang on to and and turn into a bigger deal than he than it was but even he was backing away from this because they they knew they knew mm -hmm. that they, there wasn't anything, and, and maybe they all assumed that there would be pretty soon. Somebody will find something. Something will stick. But it didn't. Nope. It just wasn't there this time. And the narrative fell apart so fast. This was just such a great case study in what they do. If you want at some point to you know figure out to a certain extent why we're doing this and what we're seeing, go back and look at this. Go back and look at the story what the right decided to run with, what the actual facts on the ground were, you can break it down to the point where it's very, very simplistic and easy to understand because of the way this all, this all happened. And they know that. I think what killed them on this one so fast was that they were just winging it because it was yep. such a weird story, came up, out of absolutely nowhere really fast because of, you know, the circumstances. 
they had to kind of go with the best guess that they had about why this happened. So they looked at some details and they said, okay, San Francisco, what do we know about San Francisco? Lots of gay people. Okay, what do we know about this suspect? He's a weirdo. He's a hippie. He's a nudist. He does all this Mm -hmm. other stuff. Ergo, he's Paul Pelosi's gay lover. Yep. We had nothing really beyond that, but that's what they made the initial narrative out of. I'm pretty confident that that's Uh where it all came from. And we will resurrect a junk news site that is literally the definition of junk news. The Santa Monica Observer people? Really? Yeah, with the with the author who ad, the site admits has previously used a fake photo. I think I think mm-hmm. at this point he's used at least two fake photos to represent himself, or maybe he's he's just removed them now. Still not clear if that As guy he said exists. in the article they might kill me if they find uh-huh. out in in uh-huh. very broken English. It was hilarious to see that Elon Musk in a tweet he later deleted tried to use a source to argue with Hillary Clinton about this, that the source had once claimed that Hillary was dead, correct? Yes. And had been yes. replaced by a double. Six years ago, yeah, when she was still... You are arguing with the double then. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's how this goes, why are you arguing with Hillary Clinton's double? What is the point of that? And, of course, like, on a dime, the entire right-wing ecosystem has pivoted to, it's a shame we can't have a serious conversation about mental health issues in this country without the Democrats trying to politicize anything. And it was a, a pivot that like would hurt you if you were in a car. It was that sudden. Yeah. Well, uh, that we've... all the, all the respectable types had to pivot because there's no evidence for any, any of the theories that they threw out there are, are slowly None. being chipped away at and debunked and no one, no one will put their name on it. That's why Elon has to go tweet an article from a guy that we're not even sure exists on a fake news site because no one will actually put their name on it. You've got Cat Turd out there cat turd. spreading all this cat stuff, turd. but he won't actually say it. Anybody who's even remotely respectable is doing the just asking questions format. They're not actually saying anything because as long as it's just a question, you can't get sued. It wouldn't be too hard, I don't think, to prove malice with some of these people. Yeah. I mean, considering like... You subpoena their social media history and you go back through it and see how many other things they've said about Pelosi and various other Democratic politicians. And, oh, wow, are you pushing a very easily debunked gay smear against Pelosi's husband? Yeah, I mean, we've got we've got so much here. You've got the the gay smear, which, the, you know, it started. Well, it started with um, the attacker was in his underwear, which right. was uh, reported by one outlet that. Uh, since retracted it. it, it got reported on, it got written down. And, you know, I, I criticize Elon for, for on Twitter for tweeting this and for not knowing if the author of the piece that he cited even exists. But I, I got replies on there from whoever, maybe it's a real person, maybe it's a troll, maybe it's a bot, but I got several that were something like, uh, well, this is basically confirmed. We, are, we, we know this has happened because the mainstream media uh, reported on it, and then it was covered up. At, but Cat Turd is on the case, and Cat Turd has yeah. tweeted about it 18 times, and then it made its way to Don Jr. So it's a fact now. the The trouble mm. is, media sites have they have to fight the the algorithm, right? They have to get right. this stuff out quickly because otherwise, 10 other sites beat you to it, and then your traffic goes down and down and down, and you don't get the ad revenue, and then you can't pay your people, and then you're not a site anymore, so everybody's rushing to get this out, but 
in the process, you get some facts wrong or you you think you have something verified that later turns out to not be verified. But the, the problem is the mainstream media can correct it and have a little note and say, hey, we got this wrong and here's what really happened. But every single time that happens for the right, it's just evidence that they're covering something up. Right. And it's not like that never occurs. We're not going to sit here and say there are no conspiracies in the world, but it's like nine and a half times out of 10. It's just that they rushed an article or they didn't have all the facts straight and they made a mistake and, and they, they fixed it. it later. But then for the right, it's, it's religion. I mean, if it, if it, CCC, this is the left, this is the left trying to hide something. This is the left trying to cover it up. And that's what their people are expecting. Then it gets tweeted about by 50 accounts. And then if you follow Cat Turd and Jack Posobiec and Cernovich and the post-millennial and everyone else, well, I've heard this everywhere. You know, and that's the funny part. It's like you go on you go on Spotify and you look at various podcasts and you see like the description of the podcasts and you should see the disclaimer that Cat Turd has put on his own podcast. Oh, really? Miles long. Hang oh, on, I'll pull it this. up and I'll okay. read it. It's fascinating. This is what cat turds podcast has for a disclaimer on spotify and i think you know i'm glad he did this i don't say too many good things about cat turd on this show so i guess i have to give cat turd credit where it's due and let's let's be clear here elon musk is replying to cat turd on twitter so this is an important person he is an important person now and it's nuts but here we are it is called in the litter box with uh, jules jones and cat turd mm. that is the name of this podcast okay, sure mm -hmm. let me find here an episode twitter freedom that is friday um last friday okay disclaimer this show is opinions of the two hosts and is meant for entertainment purposes only it takes time to get to the all caps truth we verify and screen multiple sources before broadcasting. We try to the best of our ability to report accurately. <laughs> we also supply sources where our information is obtained. We encourage you, the viewer, to review and research the information yourself to ensure it is correct and accurate. Viewer discretion is advised. To me, I mean, that's a lot of CYA, obviously. Yeah. But... You are getting your news from a person with that much CYA. Cover your This is ass. a person yes. saying, hey, this is for information purposes only. This is no, don't, inf entertainment purposes only. This is like, don't, don't take us seriously. Don't sue us. Don't, don't turn me into the next Alex Jones if something like this happens. Uh -huh. Which they are very afraid of. 950,000 uh -huh. followers on Twitter for Cat Turd. So let's just, Cat Turd. Not for Cat Turd. Yes. Let's just not pretend like, there aren't a lot of people listening to this person because his name is Cat Turd and his show is Entertainment mm -hmm. Purposes Only, to be completely yeah, correct. I'm sure it's pretty funny. I'm sure it's very funny. I have yet to listen to an episode of Cat Turd. I'm sure I'll get around to it the next time I can't sleep. But Let's just look through Cat Turd's latest tweets, okay? He's got one about uh, Paul Pelosi calling 911 from the bathroom, but he didn't lock the door. And went back out where the attacker was. LOL, got it. Okay. There's a there's a mentally ill stranger in this in this man's house, and he's 82 years old. I don't know if he walked in there with him. Maybe he only had a split second to. I, this is what I 
love hate about this situation. Like they make so many assumptions that, oh, Paul Pelosi just had a nice little stroll to the bathroom and and then he found his phone and he had time to dial and, and use the bathroom. Right. Well, there's a crazy person in his house looking for Nancy Pelosi. We we do not know the chaos here. They also did this with the apparently with the recording that the dispatcher got when Pelosi called nine one one. It was something to the effect of there's a man in his house. He does not know who he is, but he's a friend and his name is David. And of course, the right has seized on this as a, aha, he knows his name and he's a friend. And so they're, they're gay lovers, apparently. But it's, again, he is an 82 year old man. It is three, what, about three in the morning, because I think they got yes. there at about 3.30. Middle of the night. He's, yes, he's, he's, I'm assuming, in a deep sleep, middle of the night. He's tired and, still 82 and we don't know if the guy's looking for nancy and thinks she's there is paul pelosi he he's able to say there's a person in my house i don't know who it is and then he says oh look it's my friend david because there's a man in his house with a hammer who may harm him at any moment it's the same thing as any correction is evidence of a cover-up it's any misspoken word is evidence of a cover-up or aha, the, the real narrative has poked through and it's real life doesn't work that way. That's about what you have to make yourself believe in order to buy the story that was pushed by a lot of the right, including Elon Musk. You know, you'd have to convince yourself that this was somehow being covered up that quickly. And that's how, that's, that's how crazy it is. And that's how, that's why somehow just gets lost is like, they're pushing all these crazy conspiracies. You've got Don Jr. tweeting out, oh, my, I've got my Halloween costume ready and it's underwear and a hammer because that's another one of the things they claim that, that one right. one outlet, yeah, as we, as we said. One they of, had a hammer fight. They had they a hammer had fight. hammers. Which it wasn't even that. One one outlet claimed that, that the Paul Pelosi's attacker was in his underwear. They later retracted. it. Of course, the right took this to mean that there's a cover-up unfolding. So... That story turned into Paul Pelosi somehow is also in his underwear, and they both had hammers. And from there, I'm I'm gonna spare you the details. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, it just when you start like the reason they have to they have to sell something because this is a right. it's a bullshit factory. They got to find some bullshit. Mm-hmm. But when there's when there's nothing real, when there's nothing even partially real when it's this fucking crazy it's because they have nothing because they don't even have a hint of anything because it is sometimes it's it's just what it appears to be sometimes the mainstream media is not doing anything but their job i think it's it's so it's just maddening to me that people who start to distrust the media automatically they they automatically think okay everything the media says is wrong but they automatically assume that the quote-unquote alternative media is always truthful somehow not doing the same thing right based on what based on what because they call themselves the alternative media because they what put out a viewpoint that you like to hear take the red pill kid exactly they are driving the way your neighbors behave yep they are driving the emails you get from right-wingers they are driving the arguments you're seeing on facebook they are driving all of that the reason those people are saying the things that they're saying is because they're listening to cat turd yep and all the people like him it's just the way it is it's the reality everyone else in the litter box you know you don't have to 
I, I don't expect you to like it. I don't like it either, but it's what's happening and it's getting worse, not better. Mm-hmm. I really, at one point in my life, thought we were at the absolute peak and that, you know, the insanity would cease. And I have now come to realize that I was wrong. And we both I were, but I think we're stuck with it. I think yep. this is just a feature now baked in. And we are going to do our little part, hopefully, to chip away at it. So stay tuned. Thanks for listening to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. If you want to hear more, you can go to didnothingwrongpod.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at James, the word four, and the letter M, all one word, and Grizza, B-J-J, G-R-Z-A, B-J-J, as well as DNW Pod. Thanks again for tuning in, and remember, everyone mentioned did nothing wrong. <laughs>